Hello and welcome back to the Breathing Deeply Yoga Therapy and Meditation Podcast with Brant Pasalakwa, founder of the Breathing Deeply Yoga Therapy and Meditation School. In this podcast, we answer our students' questions and share information about yoga therapy and meditation with the intention of creating a new paradigm in wellness. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's dive into the show. Everybody to the Breathing Deeply Yoga Therapy and Meditation Podcast. My name is Joe Simic. I'm part of the faculty of Breathing Deeply. I'm here with director and lead teacher Brant Pasalakwa. And today we are talking not just about meditation and yoga therapy, we're talking about meditation in the context of yoga therapy. So in other words, that's how does a yoga therapist use meditation with their clients. So uh Lots to talk about today, pretty interesting conversation when you dig into what a yoga therapist really does in session. Uh, But I thought today we would start with uh, how a yoga therapist who uses meditation is different than a meditation teacher, right? How, How is a yoga therapist approaching things differently than somebody who just teaches meditation? Why is that important? You know, it's funny because so many people get so much benefit from learning meditation that you might not even think of that. You know, if you're kind of like, Oh, who should I go to to learn meditation? I'm struggling in some way, but you know, I think that, you know, the biggest distinction is like that a yoga therapist thinks about teaching somebody meditation in terms of what that med- how that meditation is going to affect that person. And probably more importantly, the symptoms or pathology, right. That they're experiencing. And uh, meditation teachers teach usually in a lineage, right? We teach a meditation system. And that system is usually designed uh, to progress us spiritually, or um, maybe it's it's simpler than that. Maybe it's to like make us feel more grounded and present um, or even to become enlightened. But of course, uh, the system wasn't designed to help with our, our autoimmune disease or help us if we're in treatment for cancer or have chronic pain. So uh, they're definitely different things and different approaches. Yeah, I, I, it's not uncommon for you know me to work with a a new student or a new client, and they'll have you know I'll ask, do you have experience with meditation? And they'll have experience doing one very specific type of meditation that they've done for a really long time. So essentially what you're saying is that there, there's more than one way to approach meditation. Like sometimes people learn one way and that's what they think meditation is. Yeah. And, you know, just like all things yoga. So in yoga, right, we have asana and breathing and chanting and philosophy and meditation. Um, you know, us yoga therapists are interested in like, how do we use these for your like current issue that you've come for? Um, and it's funny, right? Because when you say that about like asana, it makes total sense to people. They go, oh, okay, sure. Right. Like uh, I have an injured hip, you know, and of course I'm going to do physical movements slightly different maybe than somebody who doesn't have an injured hip, or you're going to give me very specific things for that injured hip. But I've definitely encountered speaking with people about this when they say, oh, I'm going to give you specific meditations um, that were most likely to help you with your pathology. You know, let's say that's like chronic pain. They kind of look at you like, what do you mean? There's only one way to meditate. You know, I mean, you sit down, you be real quiet and then something happens. Right. 
And they're like, no, there's actually a lot of meditation techniques. I mean, really, thousands <laughs> in the world. Yeah. So um, I don't think it occurs to everyone. So it's kind of an interesting, been an interesting subject for me, for sure, to look at over the years. So I can, I can, I can hear somebody, or uh, think of somebody listening to this podcast. Maybe they're a yoga teacher. You know, maybe they mostly work with, you know, movement. And they're thinking to themselves, okay, meditation for chronic pain. How <laughs> maybe I'm a little, you know, uh, maybe I'm not quite sure that that matches up, right? So, is there, you know, do we have research? Do we have what is what do yoga therapists use as as proof that this is this is something that we should consider as people who work, uh, you know, as healers or people who work as PTs or things like that. Yeah. And it's, a, it's such an interesting thing, like when you think about the research, because with all this stuff, like, yes, there is research. Is the research amazing? Not really. You know, <laughs> not yet. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just so anyone listening to this is clear, I mean, that's really because um, there hasn't been a lot of like yet a lot of interest in spending, you know, $50 million studying every type of meditation for every single pathology. Um, so what we have is, um, studies that have been conducted um a lot of the good ones uh you know I, I, actually tm has done some some interesting studies uh the mindfulness kind of buddhist community around that has done some really great studies over the years so we have like actual scientific evidence that meditation helps with certain things chronic pain would be one of them um but what we don't have is comparisons so you know we don't have does mindfulness med if if mindfulness meditation for 12 weeks reduces chronic pain right and people who have had surgery you know something like that um does a pranic awareness technique meditation does chanting does mantra does you know there's so many different meditations so we, we don't have that data so um but what we do have is the um large amounts of anecdotal experience um, at least within our school, right? So we train people in um, basically three different frameworks. Um, and we kind of tweak those frameworks as we get more and more data, you know, uh, from people actually using them. So in our school, those frameworks, you know, we use uh, Ayurvedic frameworks of the doshas and koshas, and we have another framework um, that's uh, something I developed called mind types. And so we use these frameworks to assign the meditations that are like most likely going to help people. Um, and that's, that goes, that goes pretty well. I mean, and, you know, as soon as someone gives us five to $10 million, we will prove it out scientifically beyond a reasonable doubt, but I don't think that's happening yeah. today. <laughs> awesome. Well, so just to dig into the, the assessment uh, a little bit, um, you know, you're talking about these Ayurvedic tools, you're talking about these mind types. So just from a nuts and bolts perspective, somebody comes into your office, you're assessing them in real time, you're figuring out based on what condition they're coming to you with what you're seeing from them as a person, as a person, their experience with meditation, and then you're moving in the direction of the quote unquote, correct meditation based on what you're seeing in these sessions with people. Yeah, it's a combination of that, like this sort of very individualized approach, which I think is like the hallmark of yoga therapy, where we look at the whole person, 
we use frameworks that look at the entire person so that we can, you know, assign techniques that are going to work best for them. And uh, research-backed tools, you know, that we've seen work before. So, you know, if you come in with something where, uh, like me personally working, you know, someone might come in and I might identify them as a certain doshic type, which is an Ayurvedic framework. I might also identify them as a certain mind type, which is a different framework. And I might also hear that they are struggling, let's say, with chronic pain. And I have, you know, been privy to research on people meditating for chronic pain and the protocols they used. So it leaves me as a yoga therapist with a few different ways to go um, in terms of assigning that meditation, which is super helpful. Um, because as you know, because you work as a yoga therapist, um, you know, you kind of do your best guess based on all the information you have, um, for the individual, but, you know, I might start with the protocol, the sort of mindfulness-based stress reduction based protocol that has like body scans in it, because we've seen that work and there's good research on it. And then we do that and the person's chronic pain doesn't shift, right? So then we might flip into a different framework and use a different sort of type of meditation for that person. You know, back to the original question, if you went to a meditation teacher, you know, you might get, well, here's how you would meditate right now, um, which is fine. But from a yoga therapist point of view, you know, we would say, no, um, let's work in these other areas of your being first um for sure and and as a yoga therapist we also might say uh sounds like you also need some counseling right like we might also have other suggestions you know in terms of referrals and things so a little different from a meditation teacher that way what would you want to tell somebody that is is compelling from a from a condition perspective like where can Mm. meditation really work Well, um, I think there's a lot of places, actually. Um, Pain is definitely like a sort of popular thing people are seeking help for. Um, I think fatigue and low energy uh, and conditions that contribute to that are really interesting. And we have a sort of a a framework to work with those kinds of things that are sort of different than with pain. Um, It might be be nice to give a, before I go on with that, like an example of the way we might think about something. So a yoga therapist might think, um, you know, for real long-term chronic pain, I might think about meditations that really expand awareness and allow the mind, right, to think of, to take in multiple inputs at the same time. So I might be helping someone meditate in a way that's going to stop the mind from sort of obsessing and getting better at feeling pain. So it's not that it totally takes the pain away, but it can reduce it in that way versus somebody um, with an autoimmune disease um, where we would probably work with a set of meditations designed to um, as quickly as possible, alter brainwave states um, so that um the person has more uh, sort of healing, basically brainwave states that people have, everyone has, and um, you mostly kind of produce them during sleep. And there's certain techniques that would make it more likely for your brain to start kind of producing those 
those brain waves uh, during your waking states, therefore like speeding up healing. So those are like two examples. Um, and then other things where you see really good efficacy is, you know, there's, there's great research on on people with cancer. It's been a place, it's kind of an easier place to research because it's easy to find people who are in cancer treatment um, altogether. Um, and there's been some really good stuff on that. And um, there's been good stuff on uh, surgery, uh, meditations and contemplations where people uh, have positive affirmations and imagine things coming out well and kind of create a positive mind state in the mind. People actually have better outcomes post-surgery, which is super interesting. So that would be a very different kind of meditation set than uh, the chronic pain or the autoimmune example I, I, I gave. So, you know, if you look at those three things, they're all very different. So anyone who is sort of saying, well, meditation's good for you, you know, <laughs> like just do this one meditation. This is my lineage. You know, they're a little off in this way. Um, they don't have enough kind of information and techniques to work with because people are dealing with different things. You know, somebody listening who wants these tools, uh, where, where do they start with breathing deeply? Well, if they wanted to come train with us, um, you know, we have a yoga therapy school and uh, you can go to breathingdeeply.com. We have um, a smaller program called the Foundations Program where we get into this. Um, and then we have a larger program, our advanced program, um, where we have more very specific modules, uh, which includes these things. Um, and then people do all sorts of stuff in between. We have modules people sort of tack on to their programs um, to be able to work with meditation. Um, we also have like a separate program that's a meditation teacher training. Um, and so if you were just interested in meditation, that might be of interest. And that meditation teaching is more like a lineage, except we also have uh, a whole module just on, you know, mind types and using different meditations for different conditions. So there's a lot of ways within our school that you could interact with that. Um, and I would encourage anyone that's like interested in this kind of stuff to, um, you know, of course we want you to contact us, but if you really start like researching, you know, meditation from a yoga therapy perspective, you're going to have a very different uh, viewpoint. Um, and, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, I can't say this for a hundred percent, but I haven't encountered another group or school yet that does it the way we do. <laughs> so um, that's kind of interesting. Most of them have like some pretty set protocols as opposed to these larger frameworks. Um, you know, I'm not privy to every school's curriculum, but that's my impression. So it's kind of an interesting thing. I would say that using meditations for medical conditions is definitely pretty cutting edge in terms of um, what people are doing, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fascinating conversation because I think it is so new. Um, and what we see just anecdotally, it's so useful. So conversation continues uh, as we move forward. It's good to see you, Brant. Thanks so Great much. To see you. Great to see you, Joe. Thanks so much for the conversation. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. Please subscribe, rate and review our show and help us share yoga therapy with more people around the world. If you think this episode will help someone you know, feel free to share it with them. 
If you love yoga therapy and meditation, you can follow us over on Instagram at breathingdeeplyyoga, where we share anything and everything to help you advance your understanding of yoga therapy and meditation. For more information about our yoga therapy and meditation trainings and programs, visit breathingdeeply.com. See you in the next episode.